0: Hello, uh, this is Michael and it's August the 10th. Um, I wanted to just have a quick word uh, about the US inflation data that we've had today uh, and to explore how it might change uh, the trajectory for the US and also for the world at large. Uh, Seasonally adjusted, uh, US CPI was unchanged month on month and rose 8.5% year on year, which was down from 9.1 in June. And there was a monthly movement, 1.2 standard deviations below historic seasonal trends. Now, what's happening, of course, is energy fell 4.6%, and that was the main thing. Food rose 1.1%, core CPI was up 0.3%, and up 5.9% year-on-year, which was unchanged. The first thing to say, that inflation surprises like these remain relatively rare, but inflation shocks where the indexes are rising faster than consensus or trend expected are even rarer for now. And so for the first time, really, or actually the second time uh, since January 2021, my global cold water shocks and surprises index for inflation has actually managed to get its head above the surface for the first time, as I say, for for the first time, Uh, rather for the second time, excuse me, uh, since the beginning of last year. Uh, This is hopeful, but of course, there's a serious caveat. Uh, If you look at the US results, um, they're showing exceptional volatility, and that's been the rule, really. For the last six months, every US CPI result has been more than a standard deviation away from where it should have been by historic trends, and that's both above and below. So this sort of sustained volatility means you've got to be really careful how you trust the trend. Even the six-month trend is kind of very, very volatile at the moment. After all, if we look at um, that 4.6% fall in energy prices in the US in July, um, well, you can see why it happened. Um, oil prices by my daily reckoning fell 10.4%. Gas prices fell by 8.5%. It's not obvious that this is being repeated in August. So far, on average, yes, oil prices have kept falling by about another 7.5%, but gas prices have rebounded all the way up 12.6%. And overall, the CRB index, which fell 9.5% in July, is almost in ch- unchanged in August. So, you know, we've not got these sort of special major commodity volatilities driving things likely in August. Still, Uh, The retreat in July CPI translates into a significantly milder trajectory for the next 12 months, if you trust these deviations from the six-month trend. Um, I would still expect CPI to top out in September at about 9.1%, and then to see it retreating fairly slowly but fairly smoothly throughout the rest of the year. However, even under this new and friendly scenario, we're still looking at inflation above 8% until at least the um, end of the first quarter of next year. The second thing to say is that the retreat in the inflationary threat in the US is not yet showing up in the, uh, elsewhere in the world. Um, in the Eurozone, July CPI was up 8.9%, which is versus 8.6% in June. And um, this left the underlying trajectory For the next 12 months, almost unchanged, inflation peaking again, just like the U.S. at 9.1% in September, staying above 8% until February 2021, sorry, 2023. Uh, We're not going to know what's happening in the U.K. until 17th of August, but the current consensus expects a slight retreat. However, I've got to say the volatilities have been freakish in the U.K., CPI numbers over the last few months. so I, I don't think you can really read anything into the trend right now. Still, the inflationary impulse felt so powerfully in the US and Europe is now also showing up, albeit in weaker form in Northeast Asia. China's July CPI rose to 2.7 percent, uh, monthly trajectory, only 0.4 percent, 44 standard deviations above trend. Uh, but you've still got a a, a sort of likely 12-month trajectory inching higher. Ditto in Japan. Uh, We've got July's Tokyo CPI, where you had a 0.5% rise, which is 1.8 standard deviations above trend, and that's going to push uh, Japan's uh, CPI trajectory for the next 12 months, also up by about 40 to 50 basis points. Similar stories in uh, Northeast Asia. South Korea CPI in July up 6.3%, two standard deviations above trend. Okay, in aggregate, what this means is that retreat in inflationary pressure we've seen showing in the US are still currently fully offset by rising pressures in Northeast Asia and to a lesser extent, Europe. Um, My global aggregate, which is when I'm weighing the US Eurozone and a whole bunch of Northeast Asian economies came in at 6.7% in July, and I don't expect it to peak until September at about 7.2% before drifting downwards, sinking below 6% by July 2023. Okay, that's sort of where we are, and I've published a sort of matrix for how I see it developing in, in each major country. I have to say, though, just one final caveat. This is all about volatilities. It really is. It's all about volatilities. Uh, Normally, you'd have a look at a six-month deviation against trend and say, okay, that looks like a reasonably safe bet. Here, I really don't have a great deal of confidence that that's what it's going to be like. I can imagine uh, scenarios in which inflation continues to rip through, but I can also imagine scenarios in which uh, the current trajectories that are showing are looking far too inflationary for what actually turns out. But anyway, I'm doing my best, and I hope that helps. And uh, thank you for listening.